0: You're listening to the Wellington Mornings Podcast with Nick Mills from Newstalk ZB. Taking the pulse of the city, the capital letter on Newstalk ZB. It's time for the capital letter with New Zealand Herald's Wellington's issues reporter, Georgina Campbell. Good morning, George. Good morning. You have got some breaking news on the inter-island ferry situation. Come on, bring us right up to date.
1: I do, and first of all, a shout-out to your producer, Adam Cooper, for rearranging the show a little bit so I could actually go and find out about this story and bringing um, the breaking news to you right now, which is that Kiwi Rao has officially started discussions to cancel a contract with the South Korean shipyard to build the two new mega-ferries. Um, now, of course, the government has already declined Kiwi Rao's request for an extra $1.47 billion last year, but it was sort of unclear what was happening with with. with this $551 million contract that was signed back in 2021 to actually build the ferries. Before Christmas, we had the Kiwi Rail chief executive, Peter Reddy, sort of suggesting that the deal could be rescued and the ships could still be built and then sold instead, for example. But in a statement today, Kiwi Rail has confirmed um, that it is in the process of cancelling this agreement. So that's quite significant. It really confirms that we are not going to get these mega ferries in any shape or form, um, that we're not going to sell them. There's not going to be some kind of leasing arrangement. It's over.
0: So will there be a huge cost to this?
1: We are trying to find that out. I suspect that there will be. Um, I I think that's reasonable to expect that. It's a large contract. It's been in the works for two years. Um, We are interviewing uh, the Kiwi Rail Chief Executive, Peter Reddy, shortly, and that is one of the questions that we'll be putting to him.
0: So now we start again from scratch.
1: Now we start again from scratch. So the government has announced it will appoint a ministerial advisory group and this is to provide them with independent advice and assurance to ministers on future options for a cook Strait connection and Rao expects that replacement options for the inter islander ferries will be part of these broader reviews. Obviously something needs to happen, uh, you know, we need to replace these, these ageing ferries in some shape or form.
0: How long do you think we'll wait before we'll have option B?
1: In my view, I think we really need to have something solid and coming shortly, um, by 2025, 2026.
0: New ferries here by twenty five, twenty six.
1: Yeah, because this that is when the mega ferries were originally scheduled to arrive, and so I guess the current government has a little bit of breathing space in that. Their argument is, well look, nothing's changed. These mega ferries weren't due to arrive for some time anyway. But if we have to make, wait much longer than that, I think that's yeah, an untenable position.
0: Okay. Running cinemas, we talked about the deal this morning and the beat up that one organisation made on about a dinner, which I thought was a little bit over the top. But remind me where this $32 million deal's at right now.
1: Well, this is the thing, Nick, is that we haven't heard anything about this deal, anything more. I mean, everything we have heard about the deal is not even meant to be in the public arena. Um, So it still sort of has this secrecy um, shrouding it. And, uh, you know, we continue to see these stories, but, you know, um, journalists are obviously picking and and prodding. And I think it would be good if the council could sort of come out sooner rather than later, um, you know, the details of of what's happening with it.
0: Is Tory Farnell still trying to find out who who leaked the information about uh, Rennings? Uh, still now?
1: The one development that we have had in this story is the cost of that Code of Conduct investigation into five of her councillors. So remember, um, this investigation was launched um, after the Deputy Mayor, Laurie Foon complained her colleagues had leaked commercially sensitive information about the deal to buy land underneath the Shut Up Reading Cinema Um high profile lawyer Linda Clark was appointed to undertake the review. It cost forty three thousand dollars. Now it's I think all spending is under scrutiny when we're facing huge cuts to, you know, the likes of swimming pool hours, library hours and yeah, so forty three thousand dollars was spent on this investigation. Couldn't find out who the leaker we was. still
0: don't know. You I know, eh? No I know you know. Oh, Campbell Barry, I'm not. I'm not pushing you under the bus. <laughs> I'm not pushing, but I know. I know you know because I. You know everything. Campbell Barry came on yesterday to talk about the new government's plan for water. Now that Three Waters is gone, what did you make of what he had to say yesterday?
1: I think he really hit the nail on the head, um, and that and that is the uncertainty that is uh, is Three Waters at the moment. You know, we've got Simeon Brown sort of making a big deal of repealing the legislation from the previous government and we're all sort of like well that's well and good but what are you going to do instead and there we still don't really know and the key question that Campbell Barry um, you know pointed to is how do we get balance sheet separation what is the plan for that because I've got people emailing me saying well isn't the government's plan exactly what Wellington water is a council controlled organization like and look at Wellington water like we're not exactly in a great situation are we the difference is the balance sheet separation
0: okay because yeah. that's exactly what I said on the show when we were talking about it isn't Wellington water what the government wants separate identity run by this councils and uh, is there a, a breakdown between Wellington water and the councils can that be repaired
1: um, that's a good question, Nick. I, I think it depends on the council. Um, obviously, there are a few different councils at play in Wellington Water, and I think some councils um, have more of a testy relationship with Wellington Water than others.
0: Well, Wellington, I'll, I'll name them: Upper Hutt and Wellington have got a testy relationship. Lower Hutt and Porirua are fine with them. I'll name gold them. i gold stars for you. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I know that you can't speak as a reporter on that, but as a host, I can give you my opinion on that. Um, so is that. Is that repairable is probably the question. Do you, You've you interviewed both parties. You're involved in that. Do you s- see it being repairable?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't actually say that it is at the point of being completely broken down. Uh, you know, I, I just think it, it is tense at the moment and uh, for a whole range of reasons that are outside kind of either organisation's okay. control.
0: Let's move on from that then. Why are Med Service and NIWA in such a, a fight at the moment? What's going on there?
1: Yes, those two, um, are in a bit of a, a, a stoush over their various um, weather forecasting responsibilities but the, the good thing is for Met Service um, is that it's actually moving offices um, so you'll remember classic Wellington story it's a building in Kelvin has earthquake risk issues um, so it's actually moving to 61 Molesworth Street which is where MFAT is going um, and this was classified as a major a transaction. Um, so that meant that the shareholding ministers, because Services is a state-owned enterprise, had to sign off on this. So um, they've been in limbo for years now as to where their future home is going to be. So I think it's good for them that they um, yeah, ha- have a, that space confirmed and locked in.
0: Do you reckon we're too small a country to have two organisations trying to give us our weather?
1: I'm hesitant to wade into this debate, as you probably. <laughs> yeah, okay, have all right. I'm just asking. Answer.
0: I, I know. I know that you can't comment on stuff like that, but I just had to throw it in there because I think it's ridiculous that there's two organisations doing weather reports, and you know, one of them gets one, and one gets the other one right. So, uh, and it, yeah. it's
1: obviously got to a point where the government has decided that you know it needs, it needs to do a review. So, yeah. you definitely there is some truth to that.
0: Okay. Apart from the inter-island ferry, which you're just broken, and you're on to, um, which is. Kind of uh, sad news, but at least something's getting done. Um, anything else that's niggling away at you?
1: It's going to be a big day tomorrow, Nick. Oh, Thursday. So, yeah. Thursday we have the Transport and Infrastructure Select Committee meeting where Kiwi Rail will be fronting. They will be answering questions on the ferries. The poor people in Auckland, um, with their rail network just being thrown into disarray, those are two topics that we'll be keeping a close eye on. And then, of course, tomorrow, Wellington City Council is agreeing on its draft long-term plan that will then be put out for consultation. So that will also be a very testy meeting. I'll be covering both.
0: I love pushing the barrow a little bit with you, George. Uh, what's your gut on uh, the by-election? That's next week, huh?
1: I actually don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of just think the Greens will. I just, I just have a feeling. I mean, uh, you know,
1: they have a good like ground campaign. Yeah, yeah, they've got the infrastructure, they've got the contacts um, But it has been pointed out to me that Carla is apparently more visible. Yes. on a street level. Yeah,
0: George, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to give us that breaking news about the Inter Island Ferry. I love having you on the show. New Zealand Herald Wellington's issues reporter Georgina Campbell. She joins us every week on a Wednesday with the capital letter. For more from Wellington Mornings with Nick Mills, listen live to News Talks ZB Wellington from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy.